Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. into the middle, it's flicked up, Balaika off oh! the post! Back out to Osterman now, can he tee it back up again and across, he does, the deeper one this time, headed in by the And a positive start from the Addicts, it's going to come to field, can he take it on his left? Oh, it's blocked away now, it's a strike from Lecco, which is cleared away again. And Charlton piling the pressure on the forest. To Gallagher, he can turn here, finds uh, Lecco, Lecco lets the ball run, ball in the box, Taylor's! Inside to Cash, thinks about a shot, goes for it. Oh, you grab me. A grab of a shot, great. Oh, what a tackle. What a tackle. What a recovery challenge. What a tackle that is. And a half. There is the halftime whistle. A superb 45 minutes for the addicts here at the Valley. Continued his run. Also larger. Chip ball in the box to Taylor. Taylor. Ball across. Case the touch. Taylor backwards to Lecco. Oh, over the bar. Just came at him quite quickly. Lecco couldn't quite get his feet in the right place to get it on target. Had to be a goal. Corner in front of the scoreboard. Comes in. It's a deep one. Oh, it's ricocheting a six-shot box and slammed in by Adoma. Charlton didn't pick up the bouncing ball as it came in. On with you, Oliver. Chucks and EK in that box. And Forrest have uh, got an equaliser. 77 minutes into this game. Well, you can't say it's been deserved. You get there, no, Dawson clears it away. But that's the final whistle. It's finished all square here at the Valley. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley uh, with a bottle of Aldi cider is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good. Yeah, did you... Uh, in- very well lubricated. Yeah, well, it certainly is. Uh, on the tonight's show, we're going to look back at last night's uh, enthralling draw uh, with Nottingham Forest here at the Valley. And of course, we'll look ahead to Saturday's home game uh, with Brentford. We're going to hear from Lee Bowyer and also from uh, Jonathan Lecco after last night's game as well. So we've got a packed show for you uh, this evening. We just heard the goals there from uh, arguably the greatest Charlton performance of all time, Tom. Shame we couldn't win, really, because that first half last night was something something special. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not the only one to have put it on Twitter that that was the best 45 minutes I've seen Charlton play for 
possibly as long as I can remember, certainly under Lee Boyer, uh, possibly even under with Roland as our owner, we were we were sensational. We were first to every ball. We were just quicker than they were. We were hungrier than they were, and they just couldn't couldn't get anywhere near us. I checked the stats about twenty twenty five minutes in, and the possession was something like eighty five percent. It was absolutely ridiculous and. There was no way we were going to keep that intensity up for the full 90 minutes, particularly having played a hard game at the weekend as well. But you hope that maybe you'll go in at half-time two or three up. And obviously we, we did get a goal, but it was just the one. And you always felt Forrest weren't going to roll over in that second half and they were going to come back into it, which they did. And as I say, we just had to drop our level just a little bit because players started to tire. But that first half on its own was just just breathtaking like it shouldn't be understated just how good that was just because we only scored one goal um because it was some of the football was just amazing like I say they couldn't get anywhere near us I've been thinking about this quite a lot recently but if you would have told me a few weeks ago that we would be playing football like that in the championship I mean I would have I would have laughed Mm. in your face I mean we're gonna have to stop talking about the bookies tags of being relegation favorites soon because we're not looking anything like a side that that's going to be relegated this season and again it's early days um again we didn't win the game but i mean if we put in many more performances like that we'll be we'll be absolutely fine yeah and and there's there is a long way to go but there has to get to a point in the season where you stop making excuses for the other team. So Blackburn, you could say, well, they'd only been promoted a year before us. Um, Stoke come here and you say, well, they haven't really performed under Nathan Jones. Barnsley away, we didn't really have any excuses for there. Okay, we we got out of it a bit lucky in the fact that it was the last minute, but we still got a point. And then Forrest come in here again. We discussed on on Sunday show, I think, about how they've been playing recently but and how tough they've they found the start to the season, but they'd had some tough games. But that wasn't an excuse either. And and if we get we end up playing everybody and we, we're picking up results like this, you have to say, well, maybe it's not the fact that the other teams aren't that good. Maybe it's the fact that really we can compete at this level. And that was just another game for me last night that did show that. And mm. we've talked a lot about the signings we've made. I at no point thought those were going to be signings that were going to push us into the top six or maybe even the top half. And that might still not be the case, but they were very good signings and they're a team that seemed to have gelled very, very quickly. And uh, as you say, their ability to just keep the ball, just look so calm on the ball and assured. That was what what I really enjoyed last night was just people weren't panicking when they got the ball. No one was looking to just lump it forward. They just trusted themselves that there would be a player available and they just seemed to step ahead of the opposition the whole time. And you're right, I think... It's still very early days to know exactly what this team is capable of, but the way they're playing at the moment, there's absolutely no way we should be worried about relegation. But we are only four games in. Mm. I mean, we saw so much at Barnsley on Saturday, long balls over the top to try and exploit that space in between their their quite advanced fullbacks. I don't think we really saw that yesterday. It was mm. a, everything was on the floor, and nothing really summed that up more so than than the goal that we scored in that first half, a 22 pass move uh, put together. In the end, it ends with Ozuma playing it. Uh, sorry, it was Gallagher playing it down the line mm. for for Lecco. He lets it run across his body beautifully before whipping in the first time cross. And Lyle Taylor, I mean, he hits that fourth goal in four games. We know that the CFC facts and stats account has been tweeting about the the record now being that you know Darren Bent was the last player to do that four goals in each of the first four games back in 2005 and I mm. said to Bayou last night you know Bent was very important to Alan Kerbridge's team but Lyle Taylor is, is the talisman of your side yeah I think I just saw a stat as well that he's two goals off Clive Mendonca's record for first 50 games but with a game left so if he gets a hat-trick on Saturday he'd overtake that um 
Uh, I mean, yeah, a Taylor, we'll, we'll come to him in a second. But the build-up for the goal, I said to you just before we came on air that, yes, it's 22 passes, but six or eight of them were Naby and Perrington passing it between themselves. But you know what? That's part of the game. and That's part of dragging your, play, your opponent's 100%, out of position. Yeah. Because you can see each time they make that little pass in between them, Forest players edge slowly further out and slowly further out. And then the last five, six passes, which are the key ones, are all within a split second of each other. They happen very quickly. They're very direct. They're still short, intricate passes. But it was similar to the goal we scored at Wembley, where suddenly, after passing it around a bit, we went bang, bang, bang with Rebo and a couple of the others. Taylor slotted it across and Perrington was there. Again, it happened here and the ball was into Gallagher. It was down to Lecco. The ball was whipped in and, and before you know it, it was in the back of the net. And yeah, I, I haven't seen a goal like that down here for a long time either. And it was just a, a perfect goal to cap off what had been a fine performance to that stage and as I say going back to Lyle Taylor himself I mean I think we all expected that he was going to be an important figure for us again and we would need him to score goals in order to survive but I don't think certainly as me personally I didn't expect him to score four in four it's a big step up for him it's not that I don't think he had the quality but he's unproven at this level Um, and he's just made it look very very easy at this stage I mean his work rate yesterday and everything just aside from the goal was unbelievable and given the week he had prior to the transfer window closing you couldn't blame him if he'd you know shrugged his shoulders and been a bit grumpy um but he's got his head down acted like a professional i, I can't imagine we're going to have him for the whole season mm-hmm. but whilst we have got him we've got to appreciate him and at the moment there just seems to be no stopping him yeah, that's what lee bayer said as much didn't he in his press conference after the game yesterday it's going to be very, very hard to keep hold of uh, of Lyle Taylor uh, after the January window. Mm. And I think he sounded pretty resigned to the fact we're probably going to lose him. But like I say, try and enjoy him uh, while we can. I and mean, we talk about the chances we had before we went a goal up on 18 minutes. We'd already hit the post inside two minutes and then uh, through Jonathan Lecco's header that was touched onto the upright by the goalkeeper. And then we saw uh, that chance for Conor Gallagher that was charged down. And then Lecco's follow-up w- was blocked. There was uh, chances after that as well. I mean, it really was. It was it, I, I, I told you at half-time, my only complaint is that it's only one nil, and then you we were dealt a couple of reminders, weren't we? Just before the break, that you know, whilst it's one nil, Forest have got a chance, and uh, we, we saw that shot that went over from from Silver, and then of course that superb tackle from Tom Lockyer as the, as the drive sort of fell into the the path of uh, of Lewis Graben. Um, you know, it's, it, it was just desperate that we didn't we didn't kill the game off and, and get perhaps a, a second or third goal that that performance deserved. Yeah, hundred percent. If if we'd have gone in at three nil, even maybe four nil up at half time, I don't think Forrest could have had any complaints at all. And I took a screenshot of the stats on Sky uh, Skybet. I think it was about must have been about forty minutes, and possession was I think seventy nine percent, and dangerous attacks was like seventy to 30, basically double. Um, we'd had basically all the shots. I think maybe they'd had one opportunity and it was off target. But then I took a screenshot again at half time, which I posted, and suddenly they'd had a couple more chances and 5% more possession. Now, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a huge amount. But over such a short time frame, you could just see them just starting to kind of say, right, enough is enough. We need to get back into this game. And as I said earlier, it was clear that they weren't going to perform like that after the half time. And they were certainly improved in the second half, although I think. Even then, we could arguably be disappointed that we only came out of it with a point. But yeah, second half for us did improve. And like I say, we, we just started to tire in that second half. Um, but there were just warning signs at half time, And it was all about how we how we tried to manage that. And, and as I say, I think in large parts that second half, we, we did. Um, and it was just that one slightly fortuitous goal that, that gave Forrest their point. Now let's talk about our new arrival. Uh, Aaron Otsuma, we were hearing on uh, on Sunday's show about he's uh, a few weeks away from getting involved 
Uh, Lee Bowyer did me there with the mind games as well. He lied to my face. How could he? Uh, but I mean, Aaron come in and what a, what a debut that was and so lively. And, you know, in him and Johnny Williams now, we've got two bloody good players in that position. Yeah, I'm interested to see whether at some point Bowyer tries playing them twice just to see if it'll work and if so, how it'll work. But it's brilliant that we've got the ability to rotate in there, particularly with someone like Johnny who hasn't played 90 minutes a lot. I think Bowyer said it himself that the weekend was the first time he'd done that for a long, long time. And we do need to be careful with him because we all know what he's got to offer. But at the same time, he is fragile. Um, we've seen that in his career. So we do need to be a little bit careful with him. And Otzuma came in like you. I, I had no idea he was going to appear in the starting lineup. So that was a surprise. But just straight from the off, so energetic and so eager and willing. And again, like Taylor, that, that ability, or Johnny Williams, that ability to just close people down and harry people out and he would just pop up in weird little places down by the right back or the left back pinching the ball back he was he was just everywhere i think there was one time when he lost the ball and then he went and made a crunching tackle and won it straight back as well so i mean you couldn't have expected that from a debut particularly for someone who's been through the the stuff at bolton that he has over the past few weeks you wonder how much they've been able to train and focus on their football um but it was just yeah refreshing to see and if him and and johnny williams can both stay fit and both keep match fit more importantly then it's so dangerous so so dangerous and we're still going to need Lyle up in front of them uh, and for the moment we do but there's there's so much attacking threat in that midfield and you spoke on Sunday about how many goals we've got in this team Um, and okay the goal on yesterday came from Lyle Taylor but that midfield has just got so many goals in it I think and we said we need a goal from Johnny and I feel like that's coming. You'd imagine it. Uh, Otsuma's going to get a few as well. Gallagher's already got a couple. Leko can't be far away, obviously hit the post. There's just goals throughout that midfield and that's going to support Lowell. Mm, I mean, one thing we did see yesterday was the fact that Lee Bay was able to utilise his squad. Now we knew that, that Solly was going to be out for, for Deji due to that concussion he got and, and Deji obviously played very well. Um, but, you know, Otsuma coming in for Williams was a little bit of a surprise. I think Benji did predict uh, Williams coming out on, on Sunday show. But, you know, uh, Sam Field coming in for Darren Prattley, didn't really see that coming. And Jason Pierce going out for, for, for Naby Saar. These, these are substitutions or, or changes we didn't expect to see. But it just shows Bayer now has got that little bit of leeway in his squad to be able to change things around. When even last season, when we were doing quite well, I don't think he did. Yeah, and I think... I think the reason we were a bit blindsided by it or surprised by it is purely because of that, because we haven't ever had the ability before. So you look at him and you think, well, he doesn't change his team much. Well, the truth is he's never been able to. And finally, he's got a squad. Any other manager would have been rotating like that on a Wednesday pretty much as standard because that's what you do because you manage your squad. Fact is that despite the fact we've been playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, as Boya says, we've never had the ability to rotate. And when we have rotated, it's just been because of injuries. But actually, at the moment, we're in a place where we've got a full squad. Naby was so vital to us last year, and obviously, Pierce's injury got his chance. But Pierce is back now. Pierce has been playing. But that's, and I think uh, Boya said it himself at one interview. It might have even been Sunday. I think somebody asked him about Naby, and he said, Well, Naby started two of the games. He's done nothing wrong. I'm just rotating my squad. Similarly, with the midfield, we've got, what, five or six players that can slot into three or four positions there. So we've got so many options. And. It's it's difficult for people like Lapsley and Morgan who are going to see less game time, you would expect. But at the same time, it's it's just brilliant, one, not to have to rely on them because I don't think that was fair, but also to just have that quality throughout those positions to be able to go, well, do you know what? Even Solly, Solly's injured. Well, that's fine. We're going to put Deji in, um, who I thought had a, an excellent game yesterday. Same with Darren. You know, Prattley's an experienced player. He's played a lot of minutes. Well, for a Wednesday night, let's take him out and put Field in and Field will do just as good a job. So... 
Yeah, it's uh, again so exciting to see. And again, I'll, I'll reiterate, we are only four games into the season, but from what I've seen of those four games, we've we've got a really exciting squad here and a squad that's that's hungry and and has that ability to rotate in fairly easily. Right, let's have a listen to what Lee Bayer uh, said after last night's draw with Nottingham Forest. Uh, a few of you have tweeted in your views, which we'll come to after we hear from the gaffer. He came to speak to Terry uh, and he admitted that he was gutted to come away with only a draw from the game. Obviously disappointed not to get the three points. We thoroughly deserved it. Uh, like he said, uh, I said to the players at half-time, look, that's the best 45 minutes that I've witnessed since I've been here by a long way. What we done to them first half was was frightening and, and great to watch, um, but we had to be more clinical. We, we could have been two up in the first two three minutes. Uh, should have been at least three four up half time. Like the, the chances, they weren't like hard chances, that clear cut chances. You know, from a couple of yards out, three yards out. So, but if you don't take your chances, then. You don't win games, and, and unfortunately, we didn't take enough. Even second half, created some very good chances. Second half, uh, Leco was one over the bar, like a very good chance. Um, I think some, I can't remember. There was another good, good one or two in in the second half as well. But we broke and maybe picked the wrong, wrong option. But uh, yeah, and obviously we we died. We ran out of legs at the end. Um, that, that's because of their work rate. Was there a sense uh, after coming in at half time, only one nil up, uh, given that the last couple of minutes in that first half, Forrest uh, by, almost by a fluke, uh, got back on, a, uh, could have got back on on level terms? Was there a sense that uh, that there might be something uh, that we might get uh, punished for not to, for not uh, putting them to the sword in that first half? Yeah, there's always that chance. It's like it's fell to him in a set piece, and it's hit someone and just fell to him. Like it's not even. It's not like a well-worked one or, or, or anything like that. It's just a bit of luck, and that's all you need. Um, but looking on the positive side, from start to finish, the players give me everything. I'm proud of them, every single one of them. I had players that hadn't even started games for us before, Sam Field, Oz Tuma, both come in and was outstanding. So... Um, yeah, you got to remember, like a lot of players have come through the door, and, we're, and they're getting used to it. Like Leko's not a striker, but he's doing well up there. You know, he's he's just getting used to things. We're, we're changing the way they play and the way they train. Sam Phil says, like the intensity that we train at, he said it's unbelievable. Like he's trying to get, he, he had to come off. You know, and it's a young lad. So they're the ones that can keep going and going and going. Look at Connor. So, um, yeah, it's, once it all does click in, like what you see there, I see that all the time. So that's why when sometimes when I come in here and, and I'm a bit frustrated, then then that's why, because what you've just seen, I see them play like that every day. Uh, well, nine out of ten days. And um, But not only was I, I, I enjoyed the way we... Past the ball, I enjoyed the way we pressed, and and I said to him the the three things. Whenever we go out before a game, I ask for three things, and and tonight I said to him when we lose the ball, I want you to press them, press them properly, 
and they will give it straight back to us. And that's what they done. The first 45 minutes, they just, they just couldn't pass it because we just pressed them, then they just cleared it. That's why we had so much possession. Second thing I said, just move the ball quick. You move the ball quick, they won't get near you. We've done that as well. And then I said, enjoy it. Because if you do them two things, you're going to enjoy it. And they enjoyed it. Obviously disappointed that we didn't get the three points, but if we keep doing that, then we will win a lot more games than, than, we, than we'll lose. Came out of the stands after the game tonight and uh, looking at a lot of fans, speaking to a few fans, there wasn't one sense of disappointment. Uh, a small bit amount of frustration, but it's quite a bit of fans saying and looking and thinking, if we can replicate what we did in the first half, even partway through their second half, there are very few teams that are going to be able to live with us here, especially with yeah. the crowd backing us up. Um, and I'm also thinking, three years ago, when we last played Forest uh, in this stadium, it was a one-all draw, but there's no comparison between the side that uh, that drew then and the side that drew now. Uh, uh, people left uh, three years ago utterly despondent. Hmm. There are fans leaving this stadium today not despondent at all, and uh, I think that's a testament to the way we're playing. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot enjoy what you've just witnessed there. The, the only reason why we can't manage, we couldn't manage that for ninety minutes because it's impossible. Um, because they, they, they've given everything, um, and I just can't knock them in any way. You know, from start to finish, they've done everything that I asked. Again, they're a great bunch, a great bunch to work with. And we've worked so hard with them every single down and training pitch from back to front. And, and I'm frustrated. I'm going to be frustrated leaving with a point. And, and that's how far we've come because Forest are a good side. They just battered uh, Birmingham last week free, uh, on Saturday, 3 0, which could have been 6, by the way, because I watched the game. So we'll all leave here with our head held high but with a bit of disappointment because that's how far we've come and what our expectations are, you know? And I'll get that. I'm, I'm the same. So, But if we keep doing what we've just done the last four games, then we're, we're going to be fine. You honestly be delighted to be in a position now where uh, you can make four changes and still have that effect on the playing side. Mm. Uh, and then we're still uh, two or three players uh, not to uh, not, not figuring that will come back into it and, uh, and get fitter. Uh, it must give uh, you and, and everybody in the team and the backroom staff uh, a huge lift when we can uh, we can call on those players as and when they uh, they're available. Yeah, and, and like I've I've said before, our recruitment is always going to be massive with the budget we have. And again, I think our recruitment's been excellent. Like we've put, took out Johnny Williams and we're putting out Stuma, like for like, none better than the other. We brought, took out Prattley, we brought in Sam Field, like for like, you know, like, and then took out Pearcey, brought in Nabby. When we're now replacing people with people, it's not weakening us. So if we do, when we do get injuries and when we do get suspensions, we're still going to be as good as what we are today. We will be as good as that on Saturday and as good as we was last Saturday because now, Good competition for places. Like you said, we've got two or three more to come in, like the two Brighton lads. They're, they're like a little bit behind on fitness, but they're two international players that are going to be pushing, knocking on my door, come on, Gapper, let me play, Gapper. You know, like, 
but it's competition. You have to work for your place because these lads here, they give everything. So now these new lads that are coming in, they have to earn it. to put Blackburn under a bit of pressure with some set pieces. It's Forskakaski goes across to take. Williams is short. Gallagher is potentially offering another option as well. Forskakaski to swing this in. Pierce with the flick. Taylor with the flick. It's gone in. Oh, Taylor makes it two. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on uh, the Big Match Preview on your Thursday evening or via the podcast uh, afterwards. We just heard there from the Bowie. We also heard from last night's mascots and we have to uh, say a massive thank you uh, to two of the mascots from last night, Elise and Sophie. Uh, you may remember Elise as being the, the one who liked to abuse us when we were trying to play the football game <laughs> towards the end of last season. Trying uh, to play. Yeah, but uh, she has very kindly gone out of her way, well, presumably her parents did because, uh, I don't know if she's old enough, but um, to buy us some Aldi cider. So we actually have in the studio a bottle of Aldi cider that myself and Tom are drinking right now, uh, which is why by the end of the show we might not be up to our usual high standards. Uh, again, it, that's debatable. But um, yeah, so thank you to Elise and to Sophie mm. who were last night's mascots for our Aldi cider. You enjoying it, Tom? Is it? No, no. But, um, very grateful. It is. It is. So it is quite much. disgusting. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. So I, I still can't understand how those lads on the train black from Blackburn were able to drink no, liters and liters, liters of the stuff. stuff. But yeah, no, no we're, we're very grateful, uh, Elise and Sophie. Also, James and Emma as well for sorting that out for us. So thank Cheers. you. Uh, you enjoyed being mascots uh, last night. Bye, you there. Um, you can tell he's secretly, well, not even secretly, you can tell he's pleased, he's frustrated, but he's pleased. And, you know, you're not going to win every game. That's just a fact. So when you play that well... It's not what you said, an episode in. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was getting carried away. That was before any Aldi cider. But um, <laughs> you can see that you, you, you have to be pleased when your team's putting together a performance like that just four games into the new season. Because, I mean, someone pointed out in the press conference, I mean, this is... A lot of these players didn't play here last season. They they have to sort of get used to each other. I mean, Aaron Zuma looked like he'd been here for years. Yeah, I think what's what we have to kind of remember is if we'd have lost three of these first four games, one one, we even then we'd be saying, "Well, do you know what? That's kind of what we were expecting." Uh, but we we haven't even lost a game yet. Um, we're unbeaten. We're playing some really good stuff. Like we say, we don't know how long this is going to last, but you can only enjoy it while you can and. He's got every right to be pleased. I've got a mate at work who's a Charlton fan. I emailed him today and said, who'd have thought we'd be annoyed that we only got a point against Nottingham Forest four games in? But that's how that's how I felt. And Tell in the interview there said that fans weren't leaving despondent. I just said to you, I, I wasn't despondent. I was disappointed that we hadn't got all three points. But in terms of the performance and everything, there was nothing I could complain about, really. And yeah, we are. We're in a very, very good place right now. We've been in a good place for... Uh, best part of a year you'd have to say because last season it was was pretty special um and Bowyer's got every right to be proud because so much of this comes down to him obviously recruitment a massive part and then it has to just be the coaching and the training because you just think back to when he first came in and just take someone like Jake Forstakaski because his first role was just with midfielders and you look at the difference just in that one player he's had and now he's got oversight of the whole team and he seems to be having that influence on everybody. Someone like Lyle, Bowyer never played up front, but I know Lyle did well for Wim- uh, for Wimbledon, but look at the difference he's made to him. Look at the difference he's made to someone like Naby in terms of his confidence. Uh, Purrington starting to get forward more and attack more. 
there's just something about Boya that is just working. Um, and we're very lucky to have him. We're very lucky that this scenario is playing out the way it has. And yeah, he's got every right to be proud of what's going on uh, and just kind of ride the wave for the moment um, and just, yeah, hopefully keep that momentum going. Yeah, we had some emails in uh, about last night's game. Mark Newbury, evening guys, thought we were outstanding last night and I wouldn't want the headache Boya uh, now has with a lot of decent players and only so many spots available. We're going to have a headache tomorrow with this Aldi Sider. A uh, bit naive to change at a corner, but if we'd taken the early chances, it's all over uh, at half-time and the teams at this level will punish you. Forrest will be thinking, how did they go home with a point? But maybe it's a good early lesson for us. Yeah, I don't know if you hear the uh, the Forrest manager on Radio <laughs> Knots Um and I can't repeat what he said on here, but he described their performance as below par, but not in as as many words. Um, uh, we are still being written off as uh, the so-called big boys head the table, but maybe with less pressure, we will flourish. Personally, I'd start Hemed alongside Taylor with Otsuma behind. Uh, we have such a hard-working midfield, we can have the luxury of a fair flair player sitting behind uh, the front too. But as I said, it's Bo's headache, not mine, fortunately. That's from Mark. Yeah, cheers, Mark. Yeah, just obviously some good points there, but I do want to pick up on... Obviously, he talks about the the fact we made a double change at the corner. Um, sort of, a lot of people say it's a bit of a no-no. Do you think that really makes much of a change? I, I don't think we were going to make that sub, but then Forrest had a sub lined up as well that they decided to mm. make at the corner. And then so we sort of just ended up going with it. Is that something you, you, you don't like to see? I don't. It's very easy in hindsight to say I wouldn't have done it. But as the changes were being made, I thought... Oh. Because you could, I I don't know. Because I sit north lower, so I'm not close to the dugout. But to me, it looked like they were debating whether to make those changes mm. before or after, or hang on. And then, as you say, Forrest made theirs, and they decided to do it. Um, I personally don't think you should when you're defending a corner. Obviously, as an attacker, you do because you think, well, if that person just pops up and scores, what a what a decision that is. But for me, defensively, you hold on and you wait and you do it another time. We, we might not have done it and still conceded. So I'm not blaming them for that and not saying that's the reason we conceded but personally it's not a decision I like to see yeah you, no one can really say that if we didn't make that no. sub would that ricocheted exactly. fall into to Albert Adoma who's, who's who's to say right Jake gets involved hi guys hope you're well uh, well that's two points dropped in my opinion I think the first half was the best 45 minutes I've ever seen at the valley the passing the movement and the way we controlled the game was stunning Otsuma looks lively and I thought Field also did a good job we got struck down a bit uh, by a bit of bad luck and it fell to them in the box but I don't believe in making subs while defending our own corner and then EK looked very lacklustre and disinterested uh, when he came on also the challenge on Deji in the second half looked like a red card from where I was sitting oh well uh, on to Brentford yeah there was a couple of challenges that raised a couple of questions yeah. now I've, I've only seen actually the replay of Sam Fields one on Sammy Abiobi where he does win the ball but then his follow through does catch the, the former Newcastle man quite high now the same player Abiobi did one on Deji which was right on the far side of the pitch to where I sit um, and I haven't actually seen a replay but at the time it, a lot of people saying it may well have been a red card itself so two challenges there that left a few questions to be answered by the referee I think I didn't really see the Sam Field one at the time but I think if having seen them both back if they'd have both been red cards I don't think we'd had of could have had much complaints um, the Amiobi one at the time I was surprised he only got a book in uh, to me, it looked late, clumsy, no attempt really to play the ball. Um, that looked that looked very dangerous. The Sam Field one, as you say, he does get the ball. But unfortunately, in the modern game, he goes over the ball and could have done some serious damage to, to Amiobi. So again, if that had been a red, uh, I could really have any complaints. Although I would have been annoyed because I don't want to see challenges like that 
punished that way because he gets the ball. But like I say, that's the game we have now. So yeah, it was a it was a feisty game, but again, just shows another side of this team. You know, prepared to to put themselves about. We mentioned the lock your tackle earlier. Like I said, Otzuma won the ball back a couple of times. Cullen, we know, is good for that. So these are players that are prepared to to do the dirty stuff as well. Excellent stuff. Right, Sean Pierce emails in. Hi all, firstly, and it's an amazing show. Uh, you all talk a lot of sense and really sum up the community spirit that surrounds our great football club. That's very kind of you, Sean. Thanks for that. Uh, just an interesting thought, not to defend Roland as he is a right so-and-so, uh, but in some ways I think him not giving us any money to spend is actually working in our favour. I think it forces Bowyer, Jacko and Gallon to put more thought into who we get in and ensure they are the right players uh, for the squad. If you look at Fulham last year, they threw loads of money at players with no real thought on how uh, they would play together also the players we get have all got something to prove and to uh, play uh, for that not just for the money I appreciate it isn't a long-term plan as it means we'll have to start again each season but I do think there is something in not spending lots of money of, uh, on players just because you can if Bayer gets funds in the future I think his current situation has taught him a lot about the art of bringing in the right player uh, anyway awesome show boys keep up the good work that's Sean uh, that's Sean uh, cheers for that Sean yeah interesting point I mean obviously we know we're with the the budget that we had, that we did have to bring in this type of player. We talked about at the start of the season, you know, the young and hungry ones coming out from League One, League Two, uh, and then getting the right loanees, and Bayer's done it two seasons in a row now. Yeah, I think there's a really good point in that email, which is, for me, and I think it's been proven by Bayer's signings over the last two years, the the character of the player as well as the quality is, is absolutely essential. You have to get the right style of player in, the player with the right mentality, so completely appreciate that I also think the hungry players the players that do have a point to prove again completely behind that um, I know he said there he's he's not defending Roland I think the fact we have to do that it remains an issue mm. if Boya chooses to do that then brilliant uh, and also the second point is the fact that we're, we're just not paying those players enough money so that when we get to January Lyle Taylor probably is going to leave he's hungry and he wants to perform but the truth is if he can get more money elsewhere he is going to go uh, and that remains a sticking point. And until Roland's prepared to offer the players that are here better contracts, you would think you've still got someone in Boya who is going to make sure those players are hungry and someone in Gallen who is still going to get the right type of characters. But you've also got to pay them correctly for the job that they're doing. And if you don't do that, then they are just going to leave. And that pool of, of players of that talent is only so big. You know, we've had to get, I say had to get, I'm pleased that we have, but we've got the players like Josh Cullen and Ben Purrington back if we hadn't, who are those other players out there? Now, I'm sure there are some, but like I say, it's the sort of player that everybody would want. So I think Boya is a massive pull for those sort of players, definitely. I also think that not just throwing millions at it is also you know, a good thing. And we've said that about Roland since day one. We're not wanting an owner to come in and throw millions and millions and millions at it. We want an owner that's going to give us a chance to compete. I don't feel that this owner is giving him a chance. I feel that Boya is working miracles with what he's got. But I completely support the point that the players with good character that want to impress, that have some drive and are hungry to succeed, is absolutely essential. Certainly is. Right, Adele's uh, cleaned her pipes out and uh, uh, sung this tweet to us. Uh, Wow, what a first half last night. The boys were amazing uh, and the covered end was rock and roll on Saturday. Yeah, and then Vital Charlton on the atmosphere as well. The atmosphere last night was amazing. The first half was just pure brilliance. I love 
when Ozuma got on the ball, uh, he looks like a very exciting player. I can't uh, wait to see what else he's got to offer. Uh, and then Nali Prince says, unbelievable outing from the boys last night. Ozuma looks incredible. Leko just needs that end product and massive props to the ever brilliant captain, fantastic Lyle Taylor. This league will punish missed chances and that's all it was last night. Otherwise, it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Leko, he did get an assist last night, of course, which was well, great to see. And, um, you know, I, there's definitely more end product there than, like I say, I, I, comparing to um, Callum Harriet because he was one we were mm. looking at. But, you know, with Callum, his timing of, of the pass isn't always right. And obviously, that's going to be the same with Jonathan. Sometimes he ran into a little bit of traffic. Half the time, he seemed to get, get past yeah. him uh, when, when he needed to. But there's definitely an outball there, which I can see, which I think he's, uh, he's very promising. I think we should hear from him, actually, since we've just bigged him up. Uh, Jonathan Neko uh, came to speak to uh, the, the press yesterday, spoke to Terry uh, mainly. Um, he admitted that the hard work that his side uh, had to go through yesterday has taken its toll uh, a little bit on him himself. Yeah, I feel I feel it a bit on my ankle. Um, first half, we were just pressing. Like, we're trying to press as hard as we can, so, yeah. The, um, the first half forwards that uh, you look back on it now must give you... Uh, uh, and the whole side, uh, real positive feeling that we can come up against a, a forest, a good forest side, uh, and do that to them. Yeah, definitely. Like we we popped them, like couldn't get nowhere near us. Literally, could have been like three or four up first half. So yeah, we were really happy with that. Is the overriding uh, feeling out there in the changing room that uh, a bit of disappointment that we couldn't uh, carry on and win the game? Yeah, a bit. Like was a bit disappointed, but our performance was good. But we're a bit disappointed we didn't get get the win. Like. We should have finished it off like first half, so yeah, a bit. But was happy with the performance, so yeah. Couple of chances yourself that just didn't quite sit for you. So yeah. One in the second half just bobbled as, as you went to hit it. Yeah, the one it just bobbled up. I still should score though, but uh, yeah. The um, a lot of Charlton fans have uh, seen you for the first time tonight, and maybe uh, certainly for the last few games, will uh, will have seen uh, what you bring to the side pace and uh, and that uh, willingness to to win the ball back when you haven't got it and. Uh, is that something that's been instilled in you since you got here? Yeah, definitely. Like um, the gaffer has been telling us to press high, and like um, just as soon as we lose the ball, try and press it, try and win it as quick as possible. So, yeah, definitely just trying to do that for the gaffer. That's yeah. a question you probably answered already, but um, your decision to come to, to Charlton Athletic was uh, uh, now. I'm hoping it's, uh, if, you, if you feel it's a good one. Yeah. Um, what were your aims when, when you decided to come to Charlton? Um, I just wanted to play football, to be honest, uh, get game time and to try and score, uh, set up goals. So yeah, it was an easy one. As soon as I spoke to the manager, it was an easy decision. Just and feeling in the dressing room generally, apart from disappointment tonight, is, 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 is yeah, no, we're, we're positive. Yeah, we're all positive. So yeah, it's good. What uh, what targets have you set yourself? I mean, I know other than you just want to play, but uh, have you set yourself any other targets uh, for the season? Uh, just to score and to uh, set up goals, um, which I think I've got like two assists already, so I just need to score now, really, yeah. You've been playing slightly uh, wider than, yeah. than, than centre position. Is that uh, a position you like playing or would you prefer to uh, be, be more central? I don't really mind. As long as I'm playing, I'm happy. And keep uh, keep the pace in the uh, uh, going. I mean, you're certainly worried that uh, Forest defence in that first half. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you said you must have felt, uh, uh, as, as with the rest of the team, that you certainly had Forest on, on the ropes in that first half. But... Yeah, definitely. Like the, the centre back kept on dropping off, so I knew, like I knew I had the beating of him already. So I just thought, just getting behind a lot. 
And uh, your uh, your thoughts on on the valley? Second time we played it, so uh, uh, rocking tonight. Yeah, the fans here are crazy. Well, <laughs> not like that in a good way. Like they're all chanting everywhere, every like every second, every moment of the game. So yeah, it's good. I like it. Well, it's a feel good factor. It's certainly uh, uh, carried on from from last season, and uh, with performances like that, you'd expect it to, to carry on the rest of the season, aren't you? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. And what a performance tonight! Too. Yeah, thank you. John, I just wanted to ask you about uh, Lyle and what it's like to play play with him. He, he seems you know, captain tonight, and he's an experienced striker at, at this level. What's he like to play with? Yeah, he's good to play with. Like I try to learn a bit from him. He's always giving me advice and stuff. So yeah, he's good to play with. I like him. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pierces there, Bowers with a header, and it's Joe! Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Woo! Dreamland! Joe has scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it, Joe! Get in! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! So welcome back, it's Charlton Live, the big match preview here on uh, your Thursday evening. Just heard there from Jonathan Lecco, the West Bromwich Albion uh, loney. Now he's a player who, um, he, 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 like, he left his phone on in an interview, which was quite funny. But he, 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 you get the impression that half the time, and Bayer said it himself, he doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> which makes him so exciting and so unpredictable. And he baffles defenders at times. Yeah, and I was just about to say, but not in a hapless way, but it, it is in a slightly hapless way. But he seems to come out the right side of it more often than not. So it's not frustrating as a fan. It's actually really exciting. I just said to you off air there, he got the ball one time last night. He had about three or four players around him and then really tight to him. So the natural thing for a winger to do at that point, it might have been from a throw or something, is to just go knock it back to your right back. But even in that sort of position, he turned round and tried to drive forwards. And it's not going to work out every time. But more often than not so far, and I know it's only been three, I think three games he's played for us, it has come off and he just looks so exciting when he gets the ball. He looks like he knows how to get past a player. He can whip a ball in, as we obviously saw last night. He can take players on. He's just so direct and he said it himself there. He just needs a goal. I think he's being a bit harsh on himself, giving himself a little bit more time to bed in. But 
you've got to feel like a goal is coming and, and once it does, you'd think he'll be up and running as well. But yeah, a, a, such a good addition and a, another great bit of business. Now, Mike Harrington uh, DMs me earlier, said, I've had a season ticket for well over 30 years now and when you stop to consider the club's circumstances, the budget and the constraints on the player signing, I think that first half against Forest was right up there with the best half I've seen us play, cracking concise passing with real purpose. Congratulations uh, to Lee Bowyer and co. It was absolutely uh, superb. Yeah, and I agree with you there, Mike. Uh, Mike, thanks for your, your, your tweet in as well. Um, Yorkshire Attic uh, says uh, Leco Defo <laughs> needs to turn his phone off before interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did say Defo a lot as well. But no, I like the chap. He was, uh, I think he was nervous. As, as he was walking out of doing the interview, he sort of turned to Ollie Groom, the club's media chap, and, uh, and said, oh, that was really scary. But I mean, I've had to deal with speaking to Terry Smith as well, and it is quite intimidating is, at times. It? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe someone was phoning him to try and rescue uh, him. Right, um, we did have some good news actually. Uh, plenty of good news going around at the moment, but we did have some before uh, before the the game against uh, Nottingham Forest. In so much that um, we've actually got Tommy Hemmed now. He's actually arrived. Uh, it was great to see him finally get his deal uh, over the line. I, do, I just thought we'd just hear from Lee Bayer because I wanted to know if he could tell us a little bit more about how it actually happened because there was still this major delay that's been pretty much unexplained. He doesn't really say what, uh, but he does have to, have some thank yous to say for the Tommy Hemmed deal finally getting completed. I don't know. All I know is that Brighton um, worked really hard to, to make it happen and... and it finally happened so I didn't ask too many questions all I care about is that now the kid is coming and he's training with us and, and, and he's our player that's all I care about and obviously I want to thank Brighton for all their hard work in, into making this happen so uh, yeah that's the most important thing now the kid can, can start training and playing properly you know so uh, a little bit behind fitness but we'll, we'll soon bring him up to speed there we go. Bo, you're saying that, that Tommy Hemed, f- f- starters, he's thanking Brighton for getting that deal over the line. So whatever they did, uh, I'm sure the, cl- the club are grateful. We don't really go into what the delay was. And I, I, I'm getting the impression we won't find out, but it doesn't really matter now he's here. You know, as uh, you know, I said, I do think we should be awarded 50 bonus points because we missed missed, missed out on him for two games. But, you know, he's here now. He's saying he's not fit. He said that about Azuma, so I'm expecting <laughs> him to start up top on Saturday. But, you know... I feel like that's a signing that sort of just puts the cherry on the top of what's been a very impressive transfer window. Cake. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a, another great bit of business. We said that at the weekend when we were hoping he was going to come in. Um, he's one of those experienced players. You know what he can do. His relationship with KL, who we, we also haven't seen yet to come in. It, it, obviously, you, they would know each other very well. They've played together plenty of times, so that's going to help. Yeah, really exciting player. And again... We, we just have to recognise that this is actually a very decent squad we're building here and there's still a, a hell of a long way to go in terms of this season, but two more players still to come in, more rotation, you'd have to say. Uh, we've got games coming thick and fast over the next few weeks. It's just it's just such an exciting time to be a Charlton fan and I know we're probably going on about it far too much for four games into a season, but we've been starved of this for far too long and I think we deserve a little bit of time in the sun and I think the, the vibe that I'm getting from the crowd and from the people emailing and tweeting in the show is just that everyone's just trying to enjoy it while it lasts which is absolutely the right attitude to have because we don't know where we're going to end up this season we don't know what's happening with the sale of the club or whatever but Wembley in particular has just given everyone such a lift and the performances this season have carried that on and it's just about enjoying it now that's what being a football fan is all about there are People here two, three years ago when we were in the depths of League One, really struggling, and 
look where we are now and people who've ridden that out you know we we deserve this we we've earned it we've deserved it and it's just a time to enjoy it for me and the Audi side is uh, taking effect on on Tom there he's gone all positive on us <laughs> going to start crying <laughs> um I mean and on Hemed himself um you know, he, he was at QPR last season on loan. I think he got seven goals, which wasn't a bad return for the amount of games he played, although he wasn't actually that popular with the QPR supporters who admittedly have had a difficult couple of years of it. Um, a decent goal return, though, for me. And I, I think he comes in here as if he's back up to Taylor, if he plays alongside him. You know, again, we've got options now in that forward line. You know, Leko can play up there. Of course, we've got McCauley Bond. Of course, we've got Chucks and Ike, who I do like the look of so mm, far. Same. We've got options there, haven't we? Yeah, and just having a quick look through his, his goal stats at all of his clubs, give or take, he's around one in three. Obviously, Taylor's one in one, so um, <laughs> he's going to be back up to him. But yeah, one in three is is okay as a striker you probably look for one in two for a really good striker but who knows you know Jan was I don't know what he was before he came into here and look how well he succeeded so you'd have to say you've got to base it on his previous which is pretty good the fact that Boya wanted him and the fact that Boya will get something out of him the fact that Steve Gallen has identified him all of those things tick to the fact that it's very unlikely he's gonna be a bad signing or a flop uh, he is going to have to be patient and bide his time because, as you say, certainly for this first part of the season, Lyle is going to be up there unless we decide to go with two up top, which for the moment I don't see happening. Certainly not two traditional strikers, if you like. So he's going to have to be patient and just take his chance when it comes. But again, a very exciting player and takes some of the heat off Lyle in terms of having to play week in, week out if we do want to rotate up there as well, like we've been doing in the other areas. So yeah, I'm just really excited to see him pull on the shirt and get out there, as you say probably will end up being Brentford now but if it's not and it's a couple of weeks time then yeah just looking forward to him getting started excellent stuff right let's start to have a proper look ahead to Saturday's game uh, with, with Brentford uh, in a few seconds time I just got to remind you though on Sunday the Charlton Athletic women's team are finally uh, kicking their season off they've got a home game against Lewis at 1pm kickoff over at the uh, at Crayford at the um at uh, the Oakwood, uh, where VCD play, if you know that, um, had such a successful season last year, uh, hoping to build on that. There's been a lot of turnaround there, some interesting departures. Kit Graham's left, obviously a, a very big player for them. Uh, lots of players coming in as well. So, um, yeah, it'd be a great chance to see how Ratisha's side get on. Uh, you know, hopefully another 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 push for promotion this year. Uh, so it's a 1pm kickoff over there on Sunday uh, over at the Oakwood. I'll be there, so we'll have some reaction to the game against Lewis um, on Sunday evenings, Charlton Live. Hopefully it'll be... Uh, a winning start. They did start the season against Lewis two or three years ago. I went to and they beat them like six one. So I'm expecting more of the same, please, girls. Uh, right, the men's team, Brentford. Um, Bees, obviously, a you know, you remember six seven years ago, they're a smaller club than us. But it's funny how things turn around, and they've been an established Championship club now, uh, a forward thinking established Championship club. Obviously, they're in their last season at Griffin Park. Um, so our visit over there, I think around Easter time will be our last, unfortunately, which is a shame because I like that. Mm. I like that little ground. But, um, you know, they're, they're a side that finished, I think, 11th last season, just 10 points off the off the playoff places. Uh, they've been in and around those sort of playoff places most seasons in the championship. Um, not off to the best of starts, but you know a side like Brentford are, are going to be a, a canny side and they're going to be, uh, again, every game's going to be tough, but they're going to be tough to, to face on Saturday. Yeah, and again, I don't think we can just accept the fact that because they've had a bad start they're going to struggle um, because as you say they're they're a canny side we've had to make the step up they lost last night to Leeds but it was a late goal won, yeah. and uh, you know Leeds are going to be there or thereabouts you'd have to say at the end of the season look at their team packed with a lot of quality I think their midfield in particular looks good and 
people like Pontus Janssen at the back, you know, an experienced player. Ollie Watkins, I think, was at Pompey last year. Another experienced, good player. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good side, no doubt about it. It's not going to be a rollover, but, you know, local-ish derby. I'm sure they'll bring a lot of fans over. The atmosphere here already this season, I've been so impressed with the atmosphere here. You know, uh, Boya says it week in, week out, but honestly, the noise that, that the fans are making is just incredible. It's a really intimidating place for away teams to come. You throw a few thousand Brentford fans in the other end, it's going to be really really good spectacle and if we can just keep calm and play our football rotate a couple of players in again then we've got nothing to fear for sure but it's definitely not going to be an easy game but I mean you can clip that and play that for every game we've got this season I think mm, yeah and you mentioned uh, uh, Ollie Watkins he was the man who scored there in, in their only win so far which was away at Middlesbrough so they have done it on their own like so they went to Leeds last night and by the sounds of it probably a bit unlucky to come away with a defeat um so we know that they're going to be a difficult sort of uh, nut nut to crack here uh, at the Valley. Um, their, their manager Thomas Frank is uh, an interesting again. It's, it's one of those ones he seems to. It, it took him a while perhaps to get his philosophy over last season, um, but I, I I think Brentford will do quite well this season. I think I think they. So by the sounds, when they lost at home to Birmingham on the opening day, they absolutely battered them, hit the yeah. bar about five times, and and somehow lost. So they're traditionally slow starters, Brentford, and I'm sure they'll be a, a difficult one to crack. Now, of course, from a Charlton point of view, um, Lee Bowyer uh, came again. He, this is sort of still part of last night's interview, really. But he did. He, he was kind enough to preview the game uh, for us after you know rotating the squad for the visit of Forest last night. He's uh, more than ready to do that again for Brentford on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we'll make changes. I have to um, because you just see what they've just given me out there. We've got less than four, what, four years to, to to before we go again. So uh, there's there's not much recovery. Playing on a Wednesday is a bit of a bit of a tough one, I think, to to then go again on Saturday because of the, this night game as well. Now the players probably won't get sleep till two, three in the morning. Then we've got to train in the morning. Train tomorrow, play. There's not much recovery. So yeah, I'll, I'll have to make some changes for sure because they can't even walk. I bet <laughs> because that's the way they they looked at the end of the game. So, but yeah. I'm, I'm going home and believe it or not we've got a point but I'm happy well third place in the championship um, if uh, so three years ago if somebody had said that's likely to happen against uh, against the Forest side as well that uh, that we played then I don't think too many people would have believed us so uh, it's progress without question um, any chance uh, of the injured players uh, figuring for Saturday or are we still a little bit too far away for that who's that sorry uh, Solly, um, you got uh, Lewis. You got, um, I, don't, again, I don't know what's happening with with Lewis Tamir. Uh, the, yeah, Tamir's back training. Yeah. Um, fitness wise, obviously we need, we're working on his fitness. Um, obviously, Solly, that's that's with the doctors and all that. I'm not involved with that. Um, he's, he's got to have tests every day, and it all just depends on the test, how he goes with the tests. Um, Page, I don't know what's happening with Page. Uh, I've said to the physio when he's fit, let me know. <laughs> so it's a difficult situation for Paige at the minute. I don't know. I don't know. One minute he's got this injury, and then he's got a different one. So it's tough. And just finally, for me, um, I said it before, uh, comes today, and uh, probably going to say this a lot. Uh, we come up against another championship side, uh, Brentford, here on, on Saturday, and uh, pretty much every time we'll say, oh, this could be our toughest test yet. <laughs> and that might happen every single week as, uh, as we face these championship clubs. Yeah, but they're all, they're all going to be tough. But I can't, like I keep saying, if we keep doing what we've done for the first four games, nothing's going to change. 
we're going to work hard every game. The players are going to give me everything every game and we're going to try and play football and, and create chances. And we will do all them things every single game. Sometimes you need a little bit of luck to go your way and tonight it didn't. But Saturday it might. There we go, Lebo. Just a brief look ahead to um, Saturday's game with Brentford. I think uh, obviously he'll be doing his press day on a Friday this week purely because it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, the last thing at night he does is a press conference <laughs> after the game and the first thing he does the next day is a press conference ahead of the next game. But um, yeah, so obviously changes will, will be afoot again. Um, again, the glory of having a bit of manoeuvrability within the squad. So Johnny Williams will come back in and he'll be eager to to pick up where he left off really against Barnsley. He, he, you know, probably a bit quieter than normal when he came on last night. Actually, I think it's fair to say. But um, you know, but against Barnsley, he was all over the, all over the place in a good way. Like he was so busy for us, and he created chance upon chance upon chance. And he'll be chomping at the bit to come back in. Yeah, I think last night he was just. Unfortunate in that he came in in a period where Forrest were probably having their best spell of the game, which still wasn't a brilliant spell by any means. Um, and then they also doubled up on him immediately. So he, he was a bit of a target from minute one, which I, I think we've got used to by now. But yeah, I just when he came on, I had a really real feeling he was going to score because he still hasn't scored yet. I know he's got a couple of assists already this season and no, absolutely no disrespect to him. He's my favourite player in the team by a mile and he's he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, but I just feel I just want him to get that goal more for him than anything else, really. So I feel like that's coming. As you say, he's going to be keen to get back in that side and show why he deserves to stay there. Uh, but I, as I say, I think those those two players are going to rotate. I think there'll be changes across the team as well. Sam Field didn't do anything wrong, but I wonder if Prattley will come in. I said to you off air that by the end of that game, Gallagher was, a, was an absolute passenger. He was just having to just jog around basically just because he was so knackered and we have to remember how young he is and he's played two games in five days as well so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a bit of a rest at the weekend so again that the ability to rotate is just is is pleasing but also essential if we're going to be playing these games you know high intensity games every week and a couple of times a week so yeah just it's so so pleasing that we're able to make those changes and obviously we've got the difference this year Whereby, because you know Sky Sports show every championship midweek game, they split some of them between the Tuesday and the Wednesday, so they can show them all um, across the the red button service. Now that means that we're playing on a Wednesday and a Saturday rather than a Tuesday and a Saturday. Now, so obviously you get a day extra before the midweek game, but it's a very it feels like a very quick turnaround yeah. because literally the game was last night and we're already back here previewing the next game. So it feel it feels like a very quick turnaround, and you can imagine that is going to add to the to the fatigue for the for the players out there. Definitely, yeah, and given that. That they were already fatigued from about 65 minutes onwards yesterday because of just how intense that first half was I wouldn't be surprised to see quite a lot of rotation again but like I say you're not taking out someone like Sam Field and throwing in again with absolutely no disrespect someone like Albie Morgan who is young who Boya wants to be able to send out on loan we're not having to throw him in uh, and as I say absolutely no disrespect because when Albie has come in he's uh, for his age in particular he's been absolutely brilliant but we're able to bring someone in like Darren Prattley or someone more experienced. Um, similarly, as I said, Johnny Williams and Otzuma, two absolute quality players at this level that we're able to just rotate. If Gallagher goes out, maybe you're looking at someone like a Jake Forster-Kasky perhaps coming in. Maybe Lecco drops back a little when you play someone else up, up with Lyle. So th- there's just so many options in there. There's a lot of, uh, lot of different people who can kind of rotate in. So... Uh, you know, as I think, I don't know if it was you or Terry said earlier, it's going to be a selection headache for Boya, but it's a it's a nice headache to have and a nice problem to have. 
Obviously, I haven't got that much time to train on things now, so it'll be just a case of checking who's fit, probably working on some systems and looking how Brentford play, uh, and then throwing another 11 out there on Saturday who... Like I say, it's not going to be an easy game, but I think any eleven that he puts out are more than capable of winning that game. Do you think like someone like Leko, of course, who, who tends to tie around the Iowa mark and seems to last couple of games has been swapped over, or last three games really has been swapped over mm. for for Chucks and EK? Can, can you see that being one? Because like I say I've liked Chucks. He, he didn't. He wasn't his busiest on uh, on Wednesday evening against Forest, but I've liked him when he's come on in games. He obviously scored that goal against at Stoke as well. Do you think he'll be? sort of knocking on the door for a, for a potential start here but Lecco at the same time has been so good so yeah, it's a tough I, one isn't it I think someone like Lecco would feel unfortunate if they lost their place but at the same time again if he's knackered then keep him because if he's got maybe 10-20 minutes in the tank then what an asset to bring off the bench when Brentford's defence is starting to tire at the end of the game I think I've really liked Anika I thought obviously he got that goal against Stoke which helped but I think he's been brilliant every time he's come on he looked dangerous again yesterday a couple of times he picked the ball up and drove forward and no one could get anywhere near him got someone like Macaulay Bond as well who okay hasn't got the experience at this level a bit more uh, untried or untested but again someone who you might choose to bring off the bench as I say you've got the likes of Lapsley and Morgan as well You've got Jake Forster-Kasky. There's a lot of options there. So Excellent stuff. Right, let's have your, your, your prediction very, very quickly. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Lovely stuff. That'll do me as well. Uh, right, so this has been Charlton Live, the big match preview. Uh, we've already run out of time. It's uh, The show has absolutely flown by uh, this evening. That will be the Aldi Cider uh, talking there, thankfully. Um, thanks to Tom Wanning for coming in. Cheers, Louis. I've been Louis Mendes. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your podcast app to make sure you get our show downloaded automatically uh, to your phone or to your device uh, twice a week. Right, let's hope that Charlton can pick up all three points against Brentford on uh, Saturday. We'll be back here on Sunday evening to look back at what happens. We're looking forward to seeing you then. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.